You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. If you enjoy this program, please support it by becoming a patron for only $1 per month. Becoming a patron will not only ensure that this podcast continues, it will grant you membership to an exclusive Facebook group that will allow you to connect with other listeners and continue the conversation. For more details, please visit ayahuascatalks.love and click on the green Become a Patron button in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. This will provide you with more information and an opportunity to contribute. For more ayahuasca integration content, please visit RebeccaHayden.com. And to connect with me directly, please email Rebecca.Hayden at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today we have Beth Weinstein joining us and Beth is a spirituality-based business and entrepreneur coach who helps people align with their purpose. Hello Beth and welcome. Hi Rebecca, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good, thanks. I'm so glad you could join us today and Mm -hmm. uh, I really look forward to the conversation we're going to have about um, aligning with purpose and, and how important that is to our well-being. Mm. Um, and, uh, we're going to get into that, but, uh, and, and actually into your story about how this is truly an ayahuasca inspired calling for you. And Mm. this also you aligning with your own purpose, which is great. Um, but first I wanted to just kind of share a little bit about, uh, my most recent ayahuasca retreat because Mm -hmm. I'm. I've been mentioning that I was going away to people and they're like, oh, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. And although I, you know, don't plan to do a full disclosure here about all of it because it's um, way too much, uh, I did want to share some highlights. Um, I went down to Peru Mm. um, for not only an ayahuasca retreat, but to connect with another phenomenal plant spirit called Noya Real which is actually a tree, they call the tree of light or flying tree. Uh, but I'm really gonna focus on the messages because uh, that, that's what I think really has the most value for us. And um, in my most recent experience, um, you know, I went down with in mind the idea of healing uh, certain conditions that I was experiencing, health conditions. And the, there was a tremendous message about the importance of focusing on wellness instead of illness because of course we know Mm -hmm. that what we focus on that's what grows and expands and becomes our world um and (laughs) then of course Mm -hmm. i go back to all of this virus panic and uh wow it's it's just been very interesting um to get that kind of lesson in such a powerful Mm -hmm. way and then you know come back to this um, uh, but you know, another, another affirmation that I experienced before I even ingested any medicine, this message came through so strong was just a, a confirmation about this, this mission of mine to, you know, share what I'm learning from them and, uh, and, and that that's what they want me to do. And that's what I'm meant to do. And that's my purpose. And that and and there was more to that i mean there's a lot about wellness and and what it really means and and helping uh to share with people um all of that you know and and i will be doing that a lot of the insights that i received and uh, the great thing about this kind of wisdom is that 
we all know it's true. You know, mm -hmm. it reaches somewhere deep inside of us that knows the truth. And, and when I share it, it's, it's, you know, it's certainly a different way of us, us living, um, a healthier, better way. Um, but it's something that we, we really know. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's just a matter of activating that, that self-awareness that we really do have. And, and it wasn't about anything physical. You know, I think that what we see happening physical is a manifestation of a lot of illness that we have in humanity that is, is a much deeper issue and we, we can't ignore it any longer, um, clearly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the messages we're getting are, are pretty loud and clear. Um, but another interesting message that's going to segue into um, our episode today had to do with the fact that um, my conditions and and I don't think that I'm alone here, that uh, the illness that we, that some of the illness that we experience has to do with us not aligning with our purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's, it's not just our purpose, like not everybody's going to have as defined one as everyone else, but it's more about being who you are. And some of us being who we are means serving a very particular purpose. And and it, it, it is always, you know, if it's, if it's true, it's going to be something that has to do with who you really are, you know, mm -hmm. and we spend, many of us spend most of our lives not, not doing that because we're following convention and, and all these external influences and not tuning within. And, and it's been so long since we had that connection and we're starting to develop it again with, with these medicines and with all kinds of spiritual practices, which is amazing. Um, but it, it is like, I, I just want to emphasize that one of the big messages was this has to do with our actually being well, you know, this is not um, some fanciful thing to do. And, you know, some kind of, um, it, it, it is, there's a deep importance to it. And it's fundamental. It, it has to do with us just being well or not. So really understanding who we are and expressing that through what we do is, is a very important thing. And it's, it's vital, you know, to our well being. Okay. So mm. now that I've got all that out, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'd love for you Beth to tell the story of how this calling came about through ayahuasca, because I think that like many of us, you had some resistance and I'd love to hear just the essence of those experiences that had to do with your, you know, being called to do this and how you responded or reacted and that whole journey, you know, that led you to finally going, okay, I'm on board with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the longer story is, <laughs> So I always begin by saying I'm a Sagittarius sun with a Leo moon and a Capricorn rising. And if you know a lot about astrology, it kind of says a lot about me. But when I was a little kid, I was basically born an entrepreneur. I used to sell things on the streets. I, my friend and I had these little businesses. We used to play this game called city instead of house where... <laughs> we owned businesses and we would fly all over the world and we were these empowered women. And this is, you know, when I was seven, eight years old Wonderful. and, but I grew up in a very, you know, traditional American family that was, that was all about, you go to college, you get a job, you stay there your whole life, you retire, everything's okay. You know? Um, so I was raised believing that that was the path and 
you know, I, I always knew there was something in me that was meant to be a business owner. And even at a young age, I used to say to myself, I, I don't necessarily want to own a business. I want to be the person right behind the business owner. So I always wanted to be the person kind of like the number two position that ran everything behind the scenes. And I used to think that I didn't know what it meant. And as I got older, I did the whole like go to college route. And um, so I was always on a pretty deep spiritual path. I first worked with, worked with psychedelics when I was 14 years old. I grew up in California. I blame it on California <laughs> doing, doing acid at a very young age and mushrooms at a very young age. But um you know, now I'm in my, my forties, my early forties. And, you know, I had always been on a very deep inquisitive path. I studied psychology in college and originally my path was to become an art therapist. And, you know, I scrapped that and I don't, I don't even remember why, but essentially I did the whole corporate route of you get a job, but you suck it up and you survive. And I remember there was this point where I switched jobs for the first time in my corporate career when I was still pretty young in my 20s. And someone asked me in the interview, you know, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? And I said, <laughs> I, own, I see myself owning my own business. And the, the, I remember the HR person, human resources, <laughs> they actually told me, okay, that's good. But by the way, you shouldn't say that ever again, because when you interview for a job, you're not supposed to say that your goal is to actually leave and go start your business. You know, I always wanted to know what the right answer to that question. Yeah, such a I never knew how to answer that question. Dumb question, <laughs> especially, especially for like a 21 year old or whatever I was, 22. Right. And, and it's a trap because you're, you're immediately trying to think, what do they want me to say instead of what do I really want? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> And being, being like an outspoken double fire sign, I just never bought into that. Um, but I knew, so I did the corporate path and I always knew I wanted my own business and I never knew what it looked like. I just kind of had this dream. And over time, you know, a lot of things started to shift. You know, I, I started to, of course, wake up on a deeper spiritual path. I took up, I, I've always been very into exercise and fitness just naturally and I took up running and I used to be part of the rave scene when I was, you know, in my teens and twenties, like a very, very heavy partier, like raver, which of course contributed a lot to my spiritual awakening and this path of medicines because, you know, I was doing very, a lot of recreational medicines, but, um, you know, eventually I, I started having these visions of, of, I, so I took up running like multiple marathons a year and it was a really big part of my life because I found that it was, the only thing I was living in New York city and it was one of the only things that I could do that was healthy and fun that didn't involve getting wasted. Right. I was very much in that culture of drink, do drugs, party. And right. I was always, always on a health path, like growing up in California, I grew up playing sports. Let's just go back yeah. just for a minute because there's something interesting you said and yeah. I want to, yeah. to explore that just a little bit. Um, you mentioned that like the rave scene actually was a beginning to your spiritual path. And I think this is so interesting. There are a lot <laughs> of things that we do that are seen as, and maybe even done as in some ways, because all kinds of people come at these experiences from very different perspectives and very different places. But there are aspects of, of what we do in society where deep down, I think there is a knowledge that this could lead somewhere good. In most uh, spiritual shamanic traditions, you know, dancing, it's very important, mm -hmm. expressing yourself mm -hmm. with your body, 
um, and moving in this naturally deeply motivated way kind of in music and all of that sharing that among others this is something we've been doing in ancient times mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it can be a very spiritual experience even drugs yes i know that there are a lot of people who were doing it as a band-aid to kind of dull down the pain but there are other expansive experiences going on with certain kinds of of um, psychedelics and I think, again, we are just, we were, I think a lot of these things are us just trying to find our way there. And I think that there's a lot of possibility in that. And I, and I would love to see a reemergence of that in, in a healthier way, kind of instead mm-hmm. of going against the grain, like going with what people naturally want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, adults and, and then, you know, just, and I think it's happening. Like there's, yeah. You know, we've got lots of that going on here. Um, yeah. A lot of dance parties that are very spiritually motivated and, and just lots yeah. of... Anyway. Um, yeah. And I still dance. Trust me. <laughs> I will never quit dancing. Hopefully not. And that's, that's great. And, and it can be like all of these things can be amazingly healthy. But I do yeah. to the, the, uh, the ayahuasca experiences. Like when did you start to... Uh, to discover this path and and specifically you know the calling the calling to what you ended up doing yeah so you know i was in the middle of this journey where i, I had started a business so i had had i've actually had two other businesses beyond what i do now um and each of them actually one of them was probably it was you know again i've always kind of had this spiritual journey since i was a teenager but there was this exponential growth through starting my second, first and second business. So I, I launched this sustainable running clothing brand back in kind of early 2013 or late 2012. And, you know, a lot of things started shifting in my life. Like, you know, like I had been saying, I was already, um, you know, back in the old days, I went from a raver to eventually going to Burning Man a bunch of times. And, Again, you know, even by then, I wasn't really doing that many recreational, quote, drugs, but I was, you know, I've always worked with psilocybin on um, a pretty, you know, for many, many years. Um, And I had, you know, I'd heard about ayahuasca and been actually kind of like not into doing it. Like, I actually never really thought I would do it and it didn't even draw to me. Um, And then there were just a series of, you know, synchronicities where I had met someone and 2013 was a really pivotal time in my life. I had gone through this, um, actually, I think it was 2012, but I'd gone through, you know, other spiritual awakenings. My father had died suddenly a few years beforehand. Um, You know, I had lost a job, taken time off. It was, you know, 2012 shift, all these things. And, um, someone had, you know, a friend, a new friend of mine at the time had basically, you know, we had talked about it and then I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, and I was getting really deep into Buddhist meditation and I was like, yeah, sure. That actually, I'm kind of interested in that. And, um, so that's how I got into my very first ceremony. Mm -hmm. Was that the experience that you had the calling to do what you're doing now? Um, no. So, you know, it's a series of events. So that was many, many years ago. And I had already been on a path of my calling at the time. Um, I think what was happening when I, when I look at everything from a holistic standpoint is I had already launched a business that I had dreamed about for eight years. So it took me eight years to even get the nerves to do that. Um, I've gone through all these initiations like dad dying, life changing, losing jobs, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, mixing in the medicine work, 
and this path of entrepreneurship and awakening and just a lot of the things happening at once. Um, you know, what happened was no, it was actually a very slow process. <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of people that come to me, I mean, these things are not instant. You have one ceremony and all of a sudden your whole life changes. So I had gone and worked very regularly with, with plant medicines over many, many years. And over time, it would show me more and more and more on deeper, deeper levels. Like, okay, so maybe once I got the insight around um, doing something different, I mean, but the thing you have to understand is I was already at the time, I was actually already really in alignment with what I was doing for a living because I had already started a different business. So I was already in alignment at that moment. And then over time, it took me into a deeper level of alignment. So I was actually not as misaligned as, let's say, someone who's working in corporate who wants to go be a healer. Like, I was already an entrepreneur with kind of a sustainable, spiritual, um, it, it was a, this clothing line called Only Atoms, and it was all about, like, the energy and, and running and fitness. And anyways, and it was sustainable and made in New York City. So I was already very much aligned. So that didn't really come up, you know, the, the path I'm on now, which is a spiritual business coach helping people really create new businesses and step into their purpose. It, it happened over years, you know, it happened with different visions, different insights, different, um, you know, it, it was, and it was also mixed with a lot of the reality of what was happening around me, which is, okay, while I was running my other business, I had hundreds of people coming to me asking for help with their business for years. This went on for years. So and Mm -hmm. Do you remember us talking and we were talking about um, how ayahuasca inspired you to do this and then there was resistance and I think a lot of people yes. can relate to that. So I'm wondering if you can share um, that experience specifically. So one of my dietas, my second dieta many years ago, I got this vision that was very um, kind of cryptic but also beautiful and intense and it was just showing me this vision of me helping everybody that I knew that I loved and I was helping them with their businesses and helping them get their work out to a larger scale. And I, I felt it, you know, I felt that like possibility, but of course I didn't really, yeah, this is where the resistance came in. I didn't know this was an actual thing. So it was partially resistance and partially like not seeing the possibility which I've seen happen with a lot of my clients too, where they're like, Oh, I didn't even know I could make money doing this. Like, you know, because it it's time. a new, yeah. yeah, it's like a new, it's a new vocation kind of, it's a new world. It's like, it's like people being integration coaches, right? It's such a new realm that people are now navigating like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, maybe it wasn't a thing. So I was, it was kind of like that. So I took these downloads that I got from medicine. And of course they started happening more and more and more and more. And I started just seeing it. Like I started, and there was this, I remember there was a pivotal moment where I actually decided, what if I surrendered and just tried this out without any attachments to the results? And that is literally when everything started to shift. Like that's when the business happened like that's when i started getting clients that's when money started coming in from it like i just let go of because i didn't know what it looks like i was like what are these visions like this sounds like fun but what is that and then it was like oh well you're you're here to help spiritual entrepreneurs get their gifts out to the world so we can actually create transformation on the planet 
Right. I just, I didn't know that was a way to make money <laughs> until so play a role, you know, and, yeah. and helping people play their role is an incredible role in and of itself. And this is what, what you were getting from your experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. And here's the thing is, um, you know, maybe I've talked to other people about this. Like, I do think there's some people out there who get a vision and they just act on it. But then there's people like me that are, you know, it's for me, a lot of my visions have taken time to come to fruition. And another problem that is actually something that happens in my day-to-day -day life is I've always tended to be such a visionary that I tend to go, I tend to go faster than a lot of people can even handle. Like my vision for other people's business sometimes is so much bigger than they can even get to right and that's that's kind of what was almost happening with myself where I was like okay let me let me keep this in check because I've always known to be like I've always been a visionary and I've pretty much always acted on all my visions but I've also been you know I've learned to just kind of okay well <laughs> let's um take this one step at a time yeah yeah and that's what I see happening actually it's interesting because I mean they say this like the story that is your own biggest you know, challenge and biggest journey, it becomes what you help others with. Because now I get a lot of clients who are like that, who are like, I feel this call to be, you know, whatever it is, a health and wellness coach or a psychedelic integration coach or a, you know, a life coach, but then they don't, they don't see it yet. They just feel it in their, it's like in their being and their body and their visions and their experience. And that's where someone like me comes and helps bridge them to that reality. It's just, it's so funny because especially with plant medicines, it can show us so much so fast and yeah. so deeply that we don't even know how to process it and bring it to reality. <laughs> you know, that vision, that's very powerful stuff because sometimes we do have that in ayahuasca. And sometimes uh, what I find is really powerful when we're planning any kind of big change in our life, especially when it's like a business, especially with people, many of us who had never imagined ourselves being entrepreneurs who are being called to do this. Mm. <laughs> this vision is so important. And as, as you know, we discussed, um, I, I, have, I offer hypnosis sessions to help people envision, you know, their goals. And it's mm. very important to to ask people, you know, can you see yourself doing this? So I think that, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think that you and I share uh, some qualities where for when, when others talk about what they'd like to do, I, I see it big, you know, I see mm -hmm. it very big and they're not always ready for that. So it's like, okay, so, you know, what do you see? And do you see this, you know, and, and build on that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is extremely important. And I think that that's why sometimes the plants actually allow us to see so that we can wrap our heads around it. Otherwise, sometimes like you had, it was a message and you had to take your time to, you know, fully embrace it. Right. And, and I think that's intentional, too. I think that there's a lot of wisdom in, in how they approach each and every individual, given who we are and what our tendencies are. And yeah, all those things. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so familiar. <laughs> yeah, right? And so um, you had shared with me some stories about, you know, people who started to align with their purpose and all the great changes that came along with that, which um, 
of course, you know, this just solidifies the whole idea about um, our purpose and serving it and, and that that being, you know, the greatest thing that we can do for ourselves and having to do with wellness and, and, and getting all those things that we feel that we lack in life, you know, once we start to align with, with who we are and just be who we are, all of that mm, falls yeah. Let's hear some of those stories because I think those are <sighs> Yeah, they're all very similar, actually. <laughs> so I, I have a ton of cl past clients, even current clients who, you know, in very much in the way I went through it, and probably a lot of the people listening have gone through it. And of course, everybody at different paces where. Um, so for example, I've actually had two or three clients who've come from, you know, very traditional roles in, in careers, like let's say traditional Western medicine or traditional healthcare to health and wellness or even body worker. And, you know, the medicine over time, medicine and then also just spiritual awakening in their everyday life, of course, started to show them that it wasn't aligned with their belief system anymore. So, you know, of course, the more you're on this path, the more you start realizing the truth about who we are and how we can heal ourselves and our, our wellness and our health. And so I actually had two clients who, it's funny, they actually knew each other as well. They were both on the medicine path. They both worked in the Western healthcare system. And they both wanted to start working more in functional medicine, meaning, you know, more holistic medicine. And then also because of their plant medicine experience, wanted to start integrating that work into, hey guys, this is, this is all holistic way of approaching our health and wellness. And it's funny because this is coming up right now. We're in the midst of this coronavirus thing. And I think this is going to come up even more now. Right. And so I had actually known them as friends or, you know, just medicine community acquaintances years and years ago. And I remember them starting to talk about this many years before they start working with me. And of course, there I am being like, oh yeah, totally go do this. You know, like this is the new frontier. Like just start it. You know, Cause I'm always the one saying like, you have an idea, just go do it. You know, cause I don't believe in people waiting on their dream. Of course it took them a few years. One of them especially was completely scared of like, well, how am I ever going to do this? And what about my job? And what about my daughter? And you know, the same stories. And what happened is eventually, and I believe I've actually written about this. I believe that the human soul gets to a breaking point. Like there's just a point where the soul can't live the lie anymore and the soul needs to go live its purpose. So a lot of times there's an initiation that will happen. Like maybe someone will lose their job or, you know, like life change or coronavirus and it'll catapult them to actually go do what it is that they're really here to do. Or go so, into like a deep depression. Yeah. Like I yeah. And, and health anxiety, issues, all of these things. Yeah. Know, these are serious symptoms. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, and I mean, it happened to me. I, I've had like back during all my transitions, I had like two massive, major illnesses that no one could figure out. And I've seen that with a lot of clients too. It's either, you know, they get really sick or ill or, um, you know, something like someone dies or divorce. Or, I mean, I could go on and on. So what, you know, one or both of them actually just had these shifts, you know, like where they're like, it's either now or never. So they both came to me, they both started working with me and I do a group coaching program. I also do privates, but they came to my group and they started to make that transition. And what's really great is when I work with people on the medicine path, which is almost all my clients, they can start bringing in 
you know, the journey work into what we're actually here to do, meaning they, you know, like we're functioning still in the 3D for the most part, like, okay, here's how you go start this business. Here are the first steps. Here's the process. You know, and I never, I never tell people to quit their job. They never do. But what happens is things start to align. You know, they start to get clients or random weird things start to happen or someone asks them to be in a video and then the, and this happened to one of them. The video went viral and got almost a million views. Like the, she actually, one of the clients started getting more work in her new business than she could even handle. And she actually had to make a decision. Do I quit my job? Because my job is misaligned with my belief system. Right. And just do this. But what happened is, and I've seen this happen with so many of my clients where their beef really isn't about, I hate my job. The beef is about being misaligned with the value system of what they're doing for a living. Like I used to work in the garment industry and my belief system completely was like, even from the beginning, I was like, this totally misaligns. Like I studied environmental science at one point. How can I work in the apparel industry? And so it's not just about people who hate their work. It's about this doesn't, you don't, like, it's not aligned with your spiritual and conscious connection to the earth and the planet as a whole. And, and who you are. Yeah, and who you truly are and who we all are. And especially on a medicine path to have the awareness, the level we have. So she, she wanted to quit because she worked in a very traditional system that was very close-minded to alternative medicine. So right when she was about to quit, what happened is, her, you know, the, the people who used to this actually make, make fun of her. This hmm? is the one who was working in conventional medicine. Right? Yeah, conventional medicine. And <laughs> she said people, well, people used to think she was like the crazy woo-woo one because, of course, right. everyone always thinks that at the beginning. And when she was about to kind of quit and move on and just do her business, what happened is, I don't know if it was a mix of the energetics or the media or just the awakening of the planet as a whole, but all of a sudden people around her at her job wanted to actually learn more about functional medicine, probably because they saw the rise of it out there in the, the popular, you know, like now it's becoming more mainstream to do holistic medicine. But and so know, they actually, it's hmm? also the change in her. Yeah, totally. And it's so, it's always like that, right? <laughs> over and over again, it's like, you know, you are the one that, that's generating all of this around you. And when you, you must see this all of the time. I do too. When people are, are genuinely on board with that, with that vision, you know, and saying, okay, I'm going to live this. This is it. I can see it. I'm doing it now. I'm being it. Mm. And then everyone around them responds, you know, like I've had, I've had clients where, exactly that happened suddenly they're on board and everybody around them starts offers start coming you know because yeah. agreement suddenly they're saying yeah. you know it's great yeah exactly totally so that's that's what happened with her is they actually wanted her to just start um you know start doing trainings on these other alternative techniques within her hospital system you wow. know and I've, I've seen that happen with a bunch of clients where they'll they'll get like weird like I say weird meaning like it's, it's, you know, it's the manifestations of the magical that's like, wow, I thought that was impossible, but it, now it happened. Like another client that year, um, she actually got a job offer to work in a company being a, like a life coach where she was able to do her like tarot readings in a corporate setting. And she's like, wow, I just manifested my business inside <laughs> of a stable job. Like what are the chances of that? So I love and that those, line. Yeah. I love that line. I thought it was impossible and it's yeah. 
Yeah, of course. Something that's so important to come back to, and and ayahuasca constantly brings me back there because when you know I'm being moved forward, and we all feel awkward about that because change can be uncomfortable, and we're often pushed, um, you know, out, outside of our comfort zone. And there's always this reminder of remember when you know before you even knew that plant medicines existed. I couldn't mm-hmm. conceive of this possibility. I couldn't because I didn't know. How many other things out there do I not know? Yeah. And, and that's important for everybody to, to understand that there are things, possibilities out there we just don't know about. And when we're focusing on what can't happen, it, it's not going to happen. When we're opening up, that's why one of, the most, uh, one of the most overall typical average things that happens, average isn't a word I often associate mm-hmm. But um, I remember um, Dr. Rachel Harris, when she was on the show, explained to me Mm. this study about everybody after all this large group after ayahuasca peer-reviewed study, the whole thing, uh, very scientific. And one of the things across the board that happened was everybody was more open. Mm. So that's how important that is. That's the one thing that they make sure happens, if at all possible, to us. And we have to be open to these possibilities if we want want to. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to continue, you mentioned in our conversation earlier about other aspects of their lives that changed too. I found that so oh because it's like the doors open. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and that's where that's where I start to see like you guys. This isn't just about our jobs or our careers or our business. It's literally, I think you know. Everything we've all been taught has been taught, you know, backwards pretty much. And upside down, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us were taught, okay, job is job and it's separate from the rest. And actually, when you're aligned with your calling and your soul's purpose and you're actually just doing what you love to do, what you feel like is in your nature and your soul and your calling to do, it doesn't it doesn't become this thing that's like, oh, I work from nine to five and then I'm only happy the outside time. What right. happens yeah, and I, I do see this happening, and I've seen it for many, many years, you know, regardless if people even start their businesses, even if they just take little steps to start to make changes, you know, like, okay, even start it up on the side or do it for free or whatever it is, you know, what I've seen is, yeah, that's when things start to happen. Like, I've seen um, clients all of a sudden fall madly in love with their dream partner or decide to move somewhere else, and then everything starts growing from there. Like, one of my clients, even just the other week, was like, oh, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend. It wasn't an alignment, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's tough, but you know, like, and I said, I was like, I bet things are going to start shifting. And she's literally just started my group program and she got a client like a week later, you know, like yeah. and we hadn't even done much, you know, it's just, there's so much energy when you align with your truth and your soul and your, your like this deeper, you know, connection to the, what's in your heart when you feel yeah you're here for. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, I call it the path of divine abundance, meaning when you're really in alignment, like it's, it, everything becomes very easy. It's like, and not to say it doesn't mean don't work. It just means everything flows in a lot easier and yeah. it becomes, it, it becomes more pleasant and fun. And it's not a struggle anymore, especially, you know, nowadays it's like the, the energies have shifted so much that I, I truly feel that those who are stepping into the path of like, it's, it's like a true path of surrender. Like I, 
don't know if my healing business is going to make me millions, but I'm going to do it anyways, because that's what I'm like. I know I'm born in this lifetime to do. Yeah. And when, when people just surrender to that and try it and put it into practice and actually build it into something, the universe supports you so much more than if you were slaving it away at that J-O-B, which a lot of people now don't even have, you know, <laughs> being miserable and just drink, <laughs> drinking booze every night to get by. Like, that's my old story. It was like yeah. the whole reason why a lot of people do recreational drugs or alcohol or, you know, Netflix over, over consumption or over consuming on Amazon or whatever it is is because everybody, you know, these, whoever's in, in misalignment, like needs to numb themselves so much, you yeah. know? And yeah. I mean, there's so many people who can identify with this. Me too. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I was in the corporate world and boy, yeah. <laughs> that whole, of what you mentioned about the separateness of job and you, that was a severe uh, issue for me when I was in the corporate world, because it was spoken of um, openly, you know, you go through that revolving door and you're supposed to leave everything behind, leave yourself behind really. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is doing the opposite is to actually, you know, being yourself more than ever and, mm -hmm. and what you do um, for a living, what you do in every conceivable area of your life be who you are you know exactly so, yes quite a lot of um re-education mm -hmm. in terms of you know us us being born into a new understanding of our existence and what we really need to do exactly exactly so beautiful so um this tell me your experiences because i've i've had i've had to ask people you know if they can see can you see yourself you know in this life that that you have proposed that this direction you want to go and some people can and some people can't and there are ways to get them there but um i've had you know powerful experiences when people can see it and and is that something that that you bring uh forward in in what the work that you do with people and what experiences have you had with that in terms of envisioning the future yeah i mean i you know like i said i'm kind of a natural visionary um and then yeah it's a lot of the work i'll do is helping people you know make sense out of some of these visions that they get because of course they're they can be very easy to write off like I did, you know, like, oh, that seems too fun or that seems too unrealistic. Okay, or, this is yeah. true, right? It's yeah. like, no, I'm sorry, that can't happen because it's <laughs> It's way Yeah, too yeah. Too oh, God. sick that we are, that we can't allow ourselves I know. to imagine having an enjoyable career and, and making money too. That's another yeah. Okay. yeah, this has to come up. So I think that there are a lot of us who have, uh, really seriously unhealthy ideas of prosperity that yeah. have come to uh, associate prosperity uh, with, you know, um, with some darker energies in this world where, you know, uh, profit has, you know, superseded their yeah. humanity and all of these things. And it's like, okay, well, do we agree that that's who we are? And if we're mm -hmm. not that, then, then, then we don't have to apply what doesn't really belong to us. You know, mm -hmm. that's something that we're seeing in the world, but we don't, we don't have to reflect that, you know? 
and and it's a struggle it's an internal struggle it's like of course we all want to to do well and and live lives where we're not constantly worrying about money so why can't we come to terms with this you know and really look at what that is that that's that's working against us and and start to work on changing you know our relationship with with prosperity with the idea of us having power and us having money you know it doesn't mean we have to become these greedy yeah people you know that's not who we are and especially those of us who have worked so hard on becoming who we are there are a lot of people out there you know good people all of us really that give money to corporations because for our technology and all this stuff you know um people giving money to people who are out there making the world a better place that's a wonderful thing yeah that's yeah. an important thing let's invest yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and that's i mean again i think this comes down to like what you said it's like a re-education of everything because even with clients like first of all i mean i make more money now than i ever did in corporate so that's one thing where i'm like okay well this whole sense of i can't make money and you know be spiritual at the same time i'm like well wait a second i'm more Align than ever. I love what I do. I help people. I help create, like, I have a huge mission just like you. It's like all about creating a better planet. You know, it's not yeah. just like, hey, help five people. It's like literally, this is how the planet domino affects. But also, I help people really see that it's not just about the money because to me, the, the most abundance I have, the money's nice, but the freedom and the fact that I get to do whatever the H I want, like, <laughs> I can work where I want. I can work when I want. I can travel. I can take four months off to grow a garden. I can go on dieta every year. Like nothing is affected if I, like if I tell my clients like, hey, I'm going to drink medicine down in Peru. I won't work for 10 days. You know, like you'll be fine. I was never able to just have that level of freedom back when I worked for other people, period. You know, and it was like, and, and this is the, the beauty, like my own partner, who's also very much on the same path as me, like he's a body-based psychotherapist. And he's like, I don't want to, he doesn't even want to work more than two and a half days a week. Like he just doesn't, he's like, I don't even care about, he can make so much more money, but it's not about that. It's about the truest abundance. And I do believe this is like the humans need to wake up to this. The truest abundance is actually in controlling our lives, like, yes. and not being a prisoner to a system that doesn't work for you you know if it works for you that's okay you know like there's a lot of people that actually do love their corporate job i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but um but it's more about like we're humans we're not here to just work be miserable survive and then die like i don't believe that's a like a real alive way of living and especially now we don't know what's going to happen with the, this craziness, you know, like the whole entire world economy is basically shutting down right now. And we don't know what's going to come out of it. Like, I do believe this is going to wake up a lot of people to question everything because yes. now if no one has anything, you know, and there's a lot of people who are being affected by this, like, and I, I've been saying this for years to actual, like to other people, to potential clients, everybody, like, what if none of this mattered? Like, what if we were all in the exact playing field and money, like everybody didn't, like money didn't exist. Or let's say we were all provided for, but the deal is you had to own your greatest gifts and bring them out to the world. Like, what would we all do? Of course yeah, we would be artists thing. and healers and musicians and we would go after our dreams because we had nothing, we would have no fears. We would have nothing to lose, you know? And that's, 
Like, yeah. That's the relearning that you're talking or the re-education. And that's where mm-hmm. I think we're heading. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are people who have, have put forth the argument, oh, everybody would be artists. It's like, that is just not true. <laughs> you know, nah. my gift. You know, there's this assumption, and I think it's a poor one, uh, that in fact, I think it's a very myopic one because people who want to do something, they think everybody would want to do exactly that. And it's like, no, once people start to actually get in touch with who they are, they're going to know what they're about. And it's not the same for every, we all know, especially once you do the medicine, you start to go, oh my God individual we're so unique all of us so believe me you know it's not our business who does what focusing on yourself and us doing that as as a collective as in in humanity uh, if we all started to do that to just figure out ourselves uh, what we're about things we can do better and who we are and be that you know the ecosystem that is humanity would start to recover and and yeah. And, and it, it can, and it will. And I think that that's the reason why we're starting to discover these things and why this is, you know, uh, mindfulness is on everybody's lips now. Yeah. We know we need it. There is a deeper intelligence at work here. and We do want mm-hmm. to need it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, I just cannot wait to see what's going to happen over the next <laughs> month, years, like who knows. But I do believe this is, I mean, it's all intertwined and it's all, you know, we're going in that direction because there's, it's, it's like, it's, I, I do believe, and you probably have experienced this too. It's in our DNA. It's like, it's in our, it's in our blood. It's in our souls. It's in our bodies that we are not meant to just be living these, you know, mind controlled machine lives of survival. Like we're here to actually thrive. And, and yeah, I agree. Like not everyone really feels the call to be an artist, but yeah, like if I, if my job, which I have essentially been living this way anyways, like, you know, for the last five, six, seven years, but if my job was just help people do what I'm called to do, and then the rest is up to me, it's like, yeah, then I actually have time to grow my own food. And then I have time to eat healthy. Then I have time to stop eating packaged foods, which Jesus, like I gave those up years ago and grandmothers pounded it into my head, like stop eating anything in a package. I was like, well, well, but then it, it has you question like, well, why are we eating packaged foods? Oh, because we're so busy working our butts off yeah. and no one, no one has time to make bread anymore. Like what kind of world is this? You know? And now I'm like, maybe people will have the time to go make their own nut butters, like make their <laughs> own bread. Like the things that we've been buying in a package when you totally don't need to. Yeah. Having you know, like- <laughs> that, that's a real gift as well. And that's, that's another form of prosperity is, is or, or just uh, something that we, we, um, it would be good to consider have, having more of in our lives because especially when you have children. Yeah. I remember when I first started to realize just how programmed the whole schedule was going to become when he started going to school, my son, it was like, oh no, oh no, because I, I, I hate, I hated the nine to five and I'm, I'm off that grid now. But then once he started to go to school, there was a whole other schedule imposed and I thought <laughs> people do both. Like I couldn't imagine it's, and you know, trying to explain to a child why this is necessary it also was so difficult for me because I was on board with him. He's like, well, why? We only have two days off and five days of work. And I'm going, I'm right there with you, honey. I don't, I don't like that. Oh, where did that come from? 
you know, <laughs> it's really okay to feel that way. It's totally okay. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So funny. But one day, if you're doing what you really love to do, you know, it's not going to seem like that to you. And you'll, you know, if once you're doing what you really want to do, you're going to, you know, do what you want to do in all aspects, you know, including time, right? Mm -hmm. But with the education thing, I'm like, yeah, we're going to work on this. So it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned, okay, so this is another thing that's opening up. Um, because when these things happen, like, um, we are provided an opportunity to take a step back and to take a look at things, you know, mm -hmm. and given that time that we don't usually have and, and that, this is precious, right? Time to actually get, put things into perspective and start to envision what we want our future to be instead of continually delving into the problems that are being, you know, just indulged in over and over again because that's what the media the mainstream media does you know that mm -hmm. it's awfully skewed and mm -hmm. they're having a field day with this and we either join it or we don't and it's a choice but we do have an opportunity to uh to begin to say okay when we do go back into you know uh, open you know conscious and and social life outside of our quarantine situations what do we want that what what would we like that to be like you know what kind of life would we like to live yeah. and and that's that's once you start asking those questions you know amazing things happen you start to open up to what it could be you know what do i want it to be like that's a very powerful question yeah yeah and i think this is going to come up so much i mean i you know, there's a part of me, I'm like, oh, God, this is so, it's been intense lately, but I'm so excited to see that transformation happen on such a larger scale now. Because yeah. I think that's, I think this is, I mean, I've been saying for years that I, I actually feel like at the root of our entire world's problems is, is just this, you know, again, that we've had a, all these systems, more than one systems that don't, that, that work against the human spirit, you know, that work against what we're actually born to be, which is free, you know, free, happy, joyful, like, you know, with purpose. And yeah, it's, it's been backwards and now it's crumbling, I believe. And I'm sure many, many listeners have seen it and know it, but, um, you know, only time will tell, but. <laughs> well, we, we know. We know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The reason why the wellness discussion is starting to happen is because we know we haven't been well. Mm -hmm. oh, God, yeah. this is great this is good news because if you don't you know admit there's a problem there's no solution exactly now we've identified there's problems we, we're starting to face that and we're starting to actually talk about what we can do in a positive direction which is yeah good. and and i think that that's really the way forward what we focus on and what we put our energy into and, and there, there can't be anything more important to that. And if we're constantly focusing on what's wrong and fixing, and I get that, you know, symptoms arise even in the form of disease and all the rest of it. And, you know, we, we attend to them, but I don't think, I think we underestimate the power of, you know, starting to put a lot of energy into something that really makes us feel alive because, all the rest of those things that are nagging away at you start to get the message. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's no room nagging. for this anymore, you know? Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, 
an environment of, of well-being, right? Yeah. And I, I believe that, and I, I, I feel that what we're seeing now too, is it gets, you know, it's this breaking point. It's like, what does it take to have people wake up and stop and say like, Hmm, maybe we are approaching this all wrong. You know, like just so much like there's, and it's like in every aspect of, of human life, you know, like health, wellness, purpose, money, economy, you know, career, work, art, earth, harmony with the earth, sustainability. Like I could go on and on. It's like mm-hmm. everything needs this, this break. Like even, um, yesterday, one of my beautiful medicine friends who's also herbalist and Chinese medicine practitioner was talking about how this break that we're in right now has actually, like, I guess there's, I probably haven't read the articles about it, how there's now like less pollution and the rivers are flowing cleaner and there's actually less people dying from you know, asthma related deaths related to pollution, because now the whole world is like, we're not driving all of a sudden for like two weeks, you know? And it's like, oh my God, like, it's so simple, you know? (laughs) It's pretty amazing what what could come out of this. And I know that that's not where the focus is, but you're right. There there are (laughs) people who are are deliberately setting out to bring these good stories forward. And I think that that's so important because, um, as, as we agree, you know, our reality, our perception of reality has been backwards and upside down. So, uh, and the media is a reflection of that. So there is yeah. a definite slant that we are, we have become accustomed to and addicted to, you know, mm. it, it um, I, I did this investigation early um, after my first ayahuasca retreat because of so many things, because of this new reality I was presented with. That, that and this constant mm. dialogue and going okay what is this you know mm. I have to really understand and I started to just you know do my own uh typical philosophical investigation into what what does reality mean then you know mm. and out there I discovered that our interpretation of reality is slanted toward the negative so yes. whenever you hear someone say that's reality how many times is that ever going to be a positive statement? Mm. In fact, wow. we always say when someone says that's reality, we know they're trying to bring someone down to what they think is reality in it and, and, and giving them some, you know, stark, um, uh, not, not positive, you know, version of it. Right. Mm. And this is how we're defining reality. So we need to find a new way to define reality if we want it to change. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. <laughs> when the news comes out with all this negative stuff, it seems real to us because our version of real is naturally this negative stuff, right? And we're creating mm. it over and over and we're investing over and over again in it. And, you know, we, we do have autonomy you know as a species in that if we create this and we continue to invest in it you know it, it's our choice and now i think that we're starting to see hey let's at least give it a shot to see what else we can do you know let's look at the possibility of creating something different and amazing things are happening we're discovering all kinds of things you know especially mm. medicines meditation all this stuff yeah we can defy you know, everything that we've been taught. <laughs> so what else can we manage on a larger mm. scale, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
so interesting. <laughs> so for anybody who is starting to go down that path of, oh my God, where are we going to go? I just invite you to start to think about what you would like to happen. You know, mm. start to go in that direction in our minds, at least, you know, that's not going to cause anybody any problems. You know, mm. I, I have seen people actually react really harshly when you get out there, you know, presenting more positive things. It's incredible because of the attachment and the worry and, and the fear. And I understand, I really do. Um, but there's, there's only one way out of this and we really do have to, you know, to boldly <laughs> start to test out, you know, mm. even those who are very scientifically minded, let's test it, you know, let's give it a shot and, and don't give mm. up right away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took us a long time to get here, you know? <laughs> exactly. We'll get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I have this prayer that there's going to be just mass beautiful transformation and maybe it'll be really easy and quick but you know well <laughs> probably I, not <laughs> i don't know i think we're so getting uh to to the heart of the matter though because mm. if people move forward um with the intention of being who they are of starting to um have everything in their life reflect who they really are we are going to see a different world and we do need the time to step back and say okay what's my first step toward that mm. the next and the next you know and some people will do it through these these callings that ayahuasca have just like landed on us mm. we've been leading up to that saying i want this and i don't want that and where 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 and then you know her response is okay this is what you have to do and it seems like out of left field to us but but there's that knowing of this is this is it this is you know at the bottom of it all mm. But other people might be coming from different directions, you know, just one aspect of their life. They'll start to change to reflect who they really are and stop going along with whatever program was set forth by, you know, fearful people and tradition and all of these things. And, and you know, the dominoes can fall from there, you know, once mm -hmm. you break through. And I think it's important to, even if it's the tiniest step, it's amazing once you've yeah. taken that step and you can see what's possible it'll it'll help you take the next one and who knows yeah. so um, okay so beth why don't you provide us with some information about uh where people can reach you yeah sure so i'm found pretty much all over the internet my website is bethaweinstein.com i'm also on Facebook and Instagram, just Beth Weinstein or Instagram is Beth A. Weinstein. Um, you can reach out to me. I'm friends with Rebecca. <laughs> You're in New York State, right? Yeah, I'm in New York State about two hours outside of New York City in the Hudson Valley, the beautiful nature area. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd mentioned, I meant to bring up um, one more thing before we go. Mm. You had mentioned that uh, a lot of us who have kids now, they're at home, so we're really faced with adjusting big time. And you had mentioned that you knew some people who were doing a homeschooling cooperative, like mm. getting the kids together. They were already doing this, and mm -hmm. now you know, they're ready, and, and it's flourishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a great example of this being an opportunity for us to explore some alternatives, you know? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. in that machine of go, 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 and every day and the schedule and all the rest of it, you don't, you know, people don't feel like they have the time to even consider these things. Well, guess what? We have the time to consider these things now. Let's do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> these options. I mean, do you get any feedback from that? Uh, um, I think that that's an extremely healthy opportunity to explore alternative education. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't have a child in this, but I'm sure there's challenges. But yeah, I'm, you know, and, and a lot of them who are doing this are also very much on this path that we're talking about. They're awake. They're not all of them, but many of them drink medicine. And um, I think this is happening in so many different forms. You know, it's like alternative education, you know, like questioning vaccinations, questioning you know, if the systems are actually looking out for our best interest, I think a lot of this might come up now after this coronavirus, like, okay, what are we going to, how are we going to live, you know, with our health or wellness, like even money and currency, you know, there's a lot coming up around that. And, you know, with healthcare systems, like maybe we need to actually change the systems. The system is broken and we need to change it because it doesn't, it's not for the, the best, the, for the good of the whole, meaning like every human on the face of the planet and also the earth and the sustainability. So I think it's questions about how do we live from now forward? Yeah. And how to be great well. that you're doing this and having this discussion. Right. I mean, and, and I, I invite other people to start these discussions with others because I think that they're empowering. And I think that the more that we do this, the more we feel like we have a voice and we start to work through this in our own healthy way, in our own individual way. Mm -hmm. In terms of the healthcare system, you know, I, I, I mean, it's so easy <laughs> to criticize a system that's, you know, um, that's a result of all of the illness that has led up to yeah. that. And I mean fundamental stuff like our mindset and the way that we go about things, right? And mm -hmm. I know that there are a lot of uh, people in, caught in that system that are just as frustrated as we are. And some of them are just as, as, as sick as the sicknesses that we have brought ourselves to the medicines to cure, right? Or to start to help us address on our own. And, and, and that's the big thing is that it all circles back to us discovering what we can do to, to start to be well. You know, we, we mm -hmm. can't on how do we deal with the sickness. It's like, well, why are we sick? Why don't we start to discover yeah. that and start to look at how we can be well? Because just this constant overload of sick, 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 and how do we yeah. deal with sickness? It's like, well, why do we have to be about that at all? Yeah. <laughs> like, can't we be about being well? You know? Well, all the time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, there's this, um, and I know I'm not going to remember her name. There's this lovely woman who gave a talk about her own near-death experience. And, and this was one of the many, 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 many people who've come out of those experiences, which, by the way, I find so similar to plant medicine experiences. Mm -hmm. The crossover is just phenomenal. And um, she mm -hmm. said, yeah, you know, what we're focusing on is, is really important and, and it's really time to focus on, on you know, wellness and, and let's move in yeah. that direction. And the, yes. message that, the message that I got so loudly, so powerfully, <laughs> so insistently um, was very similar. So, and, and I think that we're getting that message through what's happening right now. Um, and, and I think that it's valuable for us to take a look at 
um, which the medicines do all the time. What, what are we doing about this? As in, mm. instead of pointing fingers and, you know, there's endless faults, right, um, that, that we can all find. And again, we got to be careful about where we're focusing, right? Yeah. But what can we do? Let's, what's our first step in the right direction then, you know, instead of constantly focusing on what's wrong? And mm. I think that that's going to be the way forward for all of us. And it, it, mm-hmm. uh, it has to be a habit to be formed. And that takes intention and it takes effort. Believe me, over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> commitment, serious commitment because we're not used to this. But um, we can get used to it, seriously. And, and it can change everything. So on mm-hmm. that note, again, thank you, Beth. Thank you Thanks. so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me and for even doing this and getting the word out. Oh my God, I feel like this is the most important thing anybody can be doing right now is just speaking their truth, speaking their thoughts, getting the messages out there. You know, more and more people that hear what we, you have to say, the more that this planet will shift. And I think, I, I know this is, this is what we're doing and this is what's happening. So thank you for this, this work. So important. And thanks everybody for listening and for hanging in there. And yeah, I invite you to start your own conversations because it's in all of us, all of this stuff. We know we do somewhere inside of us. It's there. So let's bring it out and take care and love to you all. Thanks for listening to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please support this program with a $1 per month contribution by visiting ayahuascatalks.love and clicking on the green Become a Patron button in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. Patrons will be invited to join our exclusive Ayahuasca Talks Facebook group to keep the conversation going and connect with other listeners. Your support is needed and appreciated. For more Ayahuasca integration content, please visit RebeccaHayden.com. And to connect with me directly, please email Rebecca.Hayden at gmail.com.